The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. You're very welcome back to The Last Word on Sport. I want to turn now to the European Athletics Championships that have been taking place in Munich this week. There have been some amazing Irish performances and more to come. Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. You're very welcome. You've been looking at the championships and looking at it from, a, I suppose, a different view about what this says about a more modern, diverse Ireland. Yeah, uh, I suppose I, uh, I, I wrote a piece during the week, Ian, and, um, you know, what we've seen with the likes of Israel Olatunde and, and uh, Ratija Adeleke, they're both of Nigerian heritage, uh, born and raised in Ireland. And this is something we're seeing across Irish sport. Stefan Ockenbar won in All-Ireland with Kerry last month. He was on the bench and only for injury. He might well have started the game. He's a Nigerian father and a Moldovan mother. And if you look at the Stephen Kenny's Ireland squad, a lot of the best performers, there's uh, performers like Kedosi Ogbeni, Adamida, Gavin Buzunu, etc. They're of Nigerian heritage. And, you know, we are reaping the benefits of migra- inward migration, which a lot of European, other European countries have in the past. But Ireland never really was a destination for migrants until the last 25 years or so. And I think we'll see more of that in the future. Like at the moment, there's mostly African kids that are coming through and largely with Nigerian backgrounds. But in the future, I think we will see a lot more with, say, Polish backgrounds and East European backgrounds pulling on the green shirt as well. It's something that has been very noticeable that they've, they've but if you look at the performance of Israel all the time, they, they've all spoken of their, the proudness of their Nigerian heritage, but that this is an integration in Ireland that has happened without the problems in any other country. Uh, I think that might be too easy to say that, Ian. You know, like even... Yeah, I don't like an issue too much, but if you search their name on social media, you will see plenty of abusive messages too. And that there are, there's always going to be a corner of this country that uh, thinks there's such a thing as racial purity and won't accept certain people. But, you know, uh, we, we have a long history of understanding what dual nationality is, that a lot of people who weren't born in Ireland represented Ireland and did so with distinction. So it's only right now that we embrace those who are born here and have different heritage or might might have moved here, you know, they might even have been born here, but moved here to, uh, at a young age, that we embrace them and that Irishness is a broad church. I think, though, just just go back on that. I mean, I know you say, look, on social media, there will always be comments. But if you look at how the Irish media have embraced embraced the performances this week and how people have responded to it generally, it's a lot different to what you see that happens on the terraces on football stadiums in England, even only in the last couple of weeks. Uh, that, that is true. You know, we can't get away with that. But uh, to a large extent, you know, there are exceptions. Uh, you know, the media coverage of people from other backgrounds uh, or other uh, uh, you know, who, who would have been the kids of migrants, etc. in the UK is, is, is often positive. You know, you have seen some that have been picked on, like Raheem Sterling is an example. Like some of the coverage of him over the years was very hard to figure out. But uh, And Marcus Rashford as well, despite all the good works he's done. And Marcus Rashford as well. You know, some seem to be singled out and it's very hard to figure out how some are, are seen to... Uh, they just did not seem to be accepted by as much by coroners of the media in the, in the establishment in the UK. And it's, uh, it's uh, there's probably a thesis or a book in that, trying to figure that one out. 
because this is the first generation of people who have come to Ireland to make a new life and their children now, Irish citizens, representing Ireland at all types of sport and all types of different levels and being embraced. You know, I, I just felt this week that listening to them in their interviews, that it was amazing to see. Yeah, and it was very refreshing too in that how confident they are in their own skin, you know, in their own identity. That, you know, uh, Israel Olatunde, for example, he talks very much of his uh, family home in Dundalk being a little corner of Nigeria. But, you know, he's very proud Irishman, but he's also a very proud Nigerian. And, of course, you can be both. You know, that is, uh, you know, something that uh, only the narrow, most narrow-minded wouldn't accept these days. So, And they're also very confident in where they want to be. Olatunde says he wants to be the fastest man in the world. Uh, Adelaide says she wants to be a global star, not just an Irish star or European star. And that is something, you know, that's not a particularly Irish trait, you know, that a lot of Irish uh, sports people tend to put on the humble act and, and talk themselves down a bit. But it's quite refreshing to hear that there's a, this confidence in the new generation. Yeah, and certainly they could give some some of the footballers and rugby players a lesson on how to do media interviews because they're so they're so open, as you said, about about the confidence of what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh Crucially, they're backing it up. You know, you can't get over how young they are. Uh, uh, Adelaide won't be 20 till the end of the month. She's still only 19. And has, uh, remarkably, she just missed out on the World Championship 400-metre final by one-sixteenth of a second, and she finished fifth in the European final at 400 metres. And she only ran her first outdoor 400-metre race in May. It's not really her discipline. Her discipline was always 120, 200 metres. So she'd never really trained for it. And to train for it takes speed endurance, which you work up over the winter. So when she actually trains for this, her potential is incredible. Like she's such a power, powerfully built athlete. She's six foot tall. She she just looks. She just flows through races. You know, she's just got this uh, this thing about her. She has star quality. You know, it's very hard thing to define it. But you watch her, and if you've never heard of her or didn't know who she was, or didn't know she had any connection to Ireland or whatever, you would latch on to her because you think this one, you know, she stands out. She's got something. She is something special. And Olatundi, too, is just 20 years old, you know, very young for a sprinter. So uh, it's going to be interesting where they go. The next couple of years will be challenging, it has to be said, because next year there's the World Championships and the following year is the Olympics. So that's a far higher bar than the European Championships. So they have to go up significant levels uh, next year and the year after. But all the signs are there. They're capable of making the leap. For Irish athletics, does this mean we can now look forward over the next few years to not just people qualifying for finals, but people actively competing for podium positions? Yeah, well, the thing about Munich so far, you know, we have to remember there have been a lot of really positive performances, a lot of top eight finishes, which is always a very good sign. And crucially, a lot of people have either met expectations or surpassed expectations. And often with Ireland teams, that's not the case. But there hasn't been a medal so far. And we'd still like to get a medal or two out of Munich. You know, Kieran McGeehan, I would think, is a very strong chance in the 1,500-metre final this evening. Mark English is going to the semi-final. You never know with Mark. You know, Mark can often pull the medal out of the bag. And then the relay team with uh, Delakey to, to the fore, they have a shout, but it will be a strong final. Uh, so you would like a medal or two, but I think the last few championships, you know, there has been the likes of Thomas Barr, Kieran McGee and Mark English, Rob Heffernan, Brendan Boyce in the walks, you know, there have been strong athletes, go back before that to Derby O'Rourke and David Gillick, 
But there's a group there now, particularly in sprints, like Irish fans often follow a particular discipline in athletics. For years, we watched the 1500 metres because of Ronnie Delaney and then Eamon Coslin and the likes of Marco, Frank Amara, Marcus O'Sullivan. Uh, then it was Sonia O'Sullivan, so we watched the 3000 metres and 5000 metres. I feel in the next few years, we'll be watching the sprints very closely, that most of the stars are coming through in sprints. And the coaches deserve huge credit because the Irish coaches... Bar one or two exceptions are unpaid volunteers and they put in serious work on the ground to help these young athletes. Probably getting ahead of ourselves, but looking forward to Paris in a couple of years, could we be looking at people who, uh, you know, as I said, it's not just getting through to past the heats and getting into a final and maybe placing towards seven or eight, but getting towards medal positions? Well, with Adelaide in particular, I think she's the most exciting Irish athlete in Sonia O'Sullivan. Um, and she was signposted from a long way out. Like when she was 13 or 14, there was a buzz around her about her potential. And to be at 19, just to be so close to a world championship final. In two years, she's 21. And that's still a significant uh, way off her peak. But two years time in Paris, you would expect her to be in an Olympic final. And what I liked about her in the European final this week is her body language before the race, during the race and after the race, when she was going for a medal. She wasn't happy to be in the final. So I think she's one of those athletes. And Sonia Sullivan was in that bracket, Deborah O'Rourke and Thomas Barr. When they get into a final, they think a medal is there for grabs and they're going to go for it. And I think Adelaide is one of those special athletes. It's the middle of summer. There's not much sport on apart from Premier League. Are, should we be disappointed that we're not seeing more coverage of the European Championships? Well, in fairness, RTE sports... Uh, there's always people queuing up to give them a kicking. And, uh, you know, from across all sports, soccer, people think there should be more League of Ireland. GA want, people want more live GA and a GA magazine programme. You know, boxing people point out to the experience lack of boxing on, on RT. But they have, they have shown quite a lot of this uh, European Championship. And it's, cross a, it's a multi-sport event. It's across a range of sports. And then when they have had, had issues, like they, had, they were contracted to show a Champions League game the other night that they had to show. And then they, so they put it in RT News now. But, you know, in the morning sessions, we have been reliant largely on BBC. And it helps, you know, that uh, the pitch side reporter, Sarah Mulcair and Sir Mayo, who's done a very good job uh, interviewing a lot of the Irish athletes as well as a lot of the others. So uh, overall, I think RT has done a decent job and it's... Uh, I, I've enjoyed watching it on RT and BBC. That's given, all I'm given the interest this week in Rashida and, and Israel, do you think we're going to see a lot more focus on athletics in the next couple of years from from people out there, young people looking up to these two athletes and thinking, you know, athletics is something I'd like to get into? The problem is it has to be visible, Ian. And, you know, outside of the major championships, it's not on TV very often. Or, you know, if it is on TV, it might be in Eurosport. You know, it's a station that's kind of hidden away. And, like, for example, RTE, you know, I give RTE a bit of praise there. But RTE haven't shown the World Championships since 1999. You know, I'd be interested to see will that change next year because of the buzz around these athletes. So... So, like, after this European, these European championships, you know, the season for most athletes will be over. Some will do a couple more races, but people won't see them. And people move on very quickly. The Premier League starts up and the, the GA and the Six Nations will kick into gear in the spring, etc. So you need to stay visible. And athletics as a sport isn't visible enough at the moment on TV. But I think when people do see the league championships like this the past week, I think they really do enjoy it. 
And I think it's a challenge for the sport to get out there a bit more. Mm-hmm. Karen Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. Thank you very much for joining us on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.